All right. I think we're ready to go. Oh, no. Okay. Jacob's at work. All right. Okay. So, hello, everyone. It's the 53rd podcast. Um, a little off hours, off day today. Um, I figured I wanted to get something up and rolling, though, because we've had a bit of of downloads i guess in the recent couple days couple weeks i think it's been one person who's been who's just been like listening to the podcast material or maybe it's a couple of people i don't actually know but anyways very thankful about that i haven't actually gotten content out in a while i've been meaning to do this one though because i've had a couple of events um happen in my personal life so i figured I'd get something out there eventually. Um, well, actually, I guess first I should be apologizing because I think I made the promise two weeks ago that I would <laughs> I would actually have a podcast that people could attend um, other than me just doing some off hours stuff. So as for today, I'll just be doing this in the moment <clears throat> um, as I was feeling it. Uh, knowing that like I was pretty passionate about the subject today. I do have a other podcast outline that I'm at the moment generating. It's supposed to be like a, a new job, like talk kind of podcast. So that'll be for the future. And I'll make sure that comes out either. Okay, I, I need a promise today because if I don't do it today, I'm not I'm not going to do it <laughs> for a long time. So I'll make sure to have that podcast planned for either this Sunday, at like the normal scheduled hours, which we're not really scheduled anymore, but either at the, the past like scheduled Sunday at sevens or um, probably next Sunday. So should be one of the Sundays at which we're going to be talking about that. And I'll, I'll try to invite some other people to have different perspectives on here because my perspective definitely gets old for the brand. I'm sure everyone's enjoyed Alon's perspectives more than <laughs> more than mine. I think when I'm talking with people, usually I I think my perspective usually shines the most, but maybe it's because I try to make it as heard as much as possible, which it's annoying, but I think it's my moral obligation to share like things that I'm passionate about. And I think it is to everyone else's too. So, you know, I'm only, I'm only following that pattern for what I think is, is morally right in that sense, because I, I think the perspective can be useful for other people. Um, and not everyone feels <clears throat> not everyone feels that same obligation, but it is something that I feel. Okay, um, I think that makes it past our intro, but for the main topic of today, we're going to be talking about being with the right people. Um, and there were a couple situations that, that came up that made me think about this topic as something to do. <clears throat> um, firstly, namely... I very recently did a interview at a volunteering position for a crisis hotline. Um, and so my job for this organization would be to chat with people who call in. Um, this is supposed to be a demographic of people who aren't particularly in a crisis in the moment. 
they should be on the recovery side of their like either depression or suicidal thought crisis so they should be like <clears throat> attending some sort of pattern for getting help for themselves but um yeah i went through the interview the person uh, there were two people interviewing me actually one of them was a younger lady and then the other one was like slightly older i think she was what is she she might have been a year older than me actually that's weird to think about yeah she said she had like the only naming statistic for why would why i would know she's a year older than me is because she said she wanted to live 107 or no she's she's not a year older than me she's like four years older than me oops i can't do math but uh no she said like 170 or sorry 107 years is how long she needs to live in order to live through three centuries and i was like wow okay yeah that's that's a ambitious goal for sure um but the reason why that came up is because there was a question revolving around like what your plans for the future are um and how long you plan to like live i think that's kind of the gist of the question of what that was supposed to be going for <clears throat> the problem with that was i think i answered that question along the lines of when i die is when i die which i think is the the humble way of like answering that it's like live as much as you want or try to but there's no guarantees that you're gonna live like a a long life fruitful life for 107 years it's very ambitious i i i don't even know if i'm gonna live it past like 80. it's hard to know so but anyways that's how i answered the question and the the interviewer just kind of rebuttaled that was a little shocked not too not too happy with some of the other answers that i had to give either so it was <clears throat> um it wasn't really a good fit this is someone that when i had answered specific questions about about like how i think how i think i should deal with people who are contemplating suicide I gave like a pretty genuinely honest answer as to how I thought that should be handled. So um, the answer formatted or at least like came out to be something like this. It's that <clears throat> you can't disprove that the conditions at which they believe that suicide is worth it is wrong. I don't think you can justify that they're in the wrong for thinking that way um, per se the current mentality and the different details that they have focused on are legitimate reasons for them to believe that suicide would be the right decision for them. But the problem that, or the flip side that I brought up in my answer was that even though it may be justified, it doesn't, it's still inconsiderate of the idea that that person has meaning and value in other dimensions that they just can't see at the moment. And so being able to listen and honor the value of, or I guess the perspective of thinking that their life isn't worth it came from a justifiable assortment of perspectives that got them to that place. But 
there's that perspective is inconsiderate of other dimensions that should prove that your life is worth it. And that's, that's kind of how I phrase the question. Um, and if I'm being honest, I don't even know what kind of answer she was expecting. She called that like a red flag answer. And I was like, huh, okay. Do we just see like depression in different lights? Do we see like suicide victims in like different lights? What's the right answer for that? You know, like it's the, the problem with, with me per se, with going for volunteer opportunities like that is I answer these questions like as honest as I can. And I think the, the answers that I provide are contextual to the perspective that I have about those people. And I think a lot of my own perceptions about those different contexts are way different at how other people view those contexts. I think there's a standardized answer, social answer, societal answer <clears throat> to those different contexts, but doesn't actually have, it's not actually the same. I think they're a lot different. It's not normal or standard to believe that this person has come to a, to a just conclusion about taking their own life and rather should be like fought against to the highest degree possible. If that's like the normal societal answer. I don't actually know what that answer is supposed to be. I just know I got it wrong. The different answers that I proposed through the different situations that I was asked about, I don't think I answered very well on any of them um, in relationship to what the interviewer wanted me to answer or how to answer those. So, yeah, it was a great call by them. It was a, honestly, I'm very relieved that they made the right call for that because that would have been pretty awful if they thought I was a good fit, despite the conflicting opinions about what like depression is and how to deal with suicidal people. Um, like another example about how that interview went. <clears throat> so they'd asked me about what I, what I, what I do when I experience a setback. And I think my immediate answer was, I don't usually experience setbacks or anxiety. I think, sorry, it was a joint question about like setbacks and anxiety. It's either they were joint or they were two separate questions. Either way, I answered likewise, is that I don't experience like setbacks or anxiety per se. And, and when I do, it's usually handled within a day and pretty well. Like I, I push through responsibilities that I need to <clears throat> when I experience setbacks and, you know, I take approaches a little differently. If like, if a setback occurs, then I just rephrase the problem to be something that's more approachable, something that I can actually complete within the timeline that I was expected to complete the previous, um, previous situation and then you know let other people know of what the situation is so you know it was when i was thinking about setbacks in that context i was thinking about like outwork so like I, I deal with like setbacks all the time is what it is but uh 
terms of anxiety, I very rarely feel anxious. So that one I stuck by pretty hard. And I think the interviewer was like, you never feel anxious, huh? I was like, yeah, I don't know. I, I tend to everything pretty well. I, I can't remember the last time that I was particularly anxious to where I was, you know, very self-conscious and, and leaving and visibly, physically shaking at how anxious I was about a situation. I don't think I've ever, I was ever like that. So. And she was just in disbelief. It's like our, our own perceptions about these different topics were just conflicting to where I knew I probably wouldn't have been a great fit for her anyways. I think the other interviewer who was around my age, maybe a little bit older or even a little bit younger. I don't, I don't even know. The, the one who was on the younger side of it, younger than the, the older interviewer. I think she kind of knew where I was coming from. But I also think she knew I was answering those questions wrong. <laughs> so, you know what? Maybe maybe it's for the best that I uh, maybe it's for the best that I wasn't hired or like brought onto the team. But yeah, that was my volunteering experience. But we definitely butted heads about like what it meant to be depressed, like what what it meant to experience like anxiety or how to help people the right way. Like I say, I take a very, uh, you would call a Jordan Peterson approach. And I think there's a lot of psychologists out there who also believe in the same thing, but the methodology about achieving that stuff is way different. I think as a, as a male who's gone through a younger male, who's gone through like, the whole series of like Jordan Peterson self-help guide. I think that's influenced a lot of my own perspective about how to tackle about how to tackle like depression and keeping, keeping a healthy mental state. So that's where that is. I just, I don't think that perspective's very widespread acceptable though. But that's the thing. I, I don't know what is. I don't know what works for other people the same way that it's worked like Jordan Peterson's like methodologies or self-help in general has been for me. So. <clears throat> I don't think those were the right people. And I think it it showed in the different values that we had about. Um, I guess, yeah. Like there are our own interpretations as to what like improving your mental health would look like and how to help other people who are struggling through that. Um, so for sure, it would have been draining for me to talk with someone who valued something else else. I don't think it would have been the wrong place for me to be at had it been like equally accepted by the other person to interpret my ideas as something potentially solving the problem. I just felt like I was dismissed as someone who could like help solve the problem or provide services that would, <clears throat> that would align with the methods that the crisis line was giving out. I have a couple other situations. Um, that more were like previous previous people that I was with. Um, 
And this is a, about a woman from New York. If she's, if she's listening in, then <laughs> welcome. It's nice to, <clears throat> you know, every time I think about this person, I feel like reaching out and I just knowing, knowing the different details about how things have happened and changed over time. I haven't heard this from this person in months, mind you. Um, incredible, incredible, smart, incredibly smart, incredible lady. My God. Probably smarter than I am, if I'm being honest. Articulate abilities up there. Kind, caring. She knows how to make people feel listened to and spend the time with people in the right light. Yeah. I, I had a great time learning about this person. Um, I know she's listened in on the podcast every once in a while. Uh, I won't expose her more than that, though. And it's sad because I can't help but feel like I've been ghosted. Because the last couple times that I've reached out to this person, it's I haven't been met with a response. And despite all the like the positive interactions that I've had with them, <clears throat> it's a situation that reminds me of a different person that I was with in middle school and high school, where there was just one turning point where I did something wrong. It was very obvious I did something wrong because the other person um, verbally said that it was harmful to like our relationship, like our friendship. <clears throat> and I was like, okay, fair enough. Um, and then I tried to continue like reaching back out for like the friendship to like continue on. And uh, it came to a point where I was just ghosted after that. Um, and it was hard to deal with because how do you, you keep remembering somehow you reminisce or rather I reminisce over like a past friendship that I once had with said person. And you kind of see that person as a source of a source of meaning. Is that what you do? When you, when you develop relationships with people, do you see them as meaningful? What's the difference between meeting someone from the first time and <clears throat> and then seeing someone for like the 50th time in the on like your own terms. Do you see him as like positive opportunities? You see him as like someone to, to look out for. It's hard to know. Anyways, I've been ghosted by two people, two different occasions. By people who I consider to be incredible. And I think this is different from understanding who you surround yourself with, which I know is a podcast topic that we talked about, I think, two or three podcasts ago. Um, but this one is this one is knowing the incredible people who don't want to be with you. Like you're not as incredible enough to them to wear you're worth their time.
It's a pretty painful realization. All right, sorry, my, my father walked in. But yeah, I, I think it's it's painful to deal with when someone else doesn't reciprocate your feelings of friendship. You know, I think it's, I don't know, I've been rejected a couple times, <laughs> I, I guess, but the pain from the rejection isn't necessarily the same as the pain from like a friendship being rejected in a friendship i think there i don't know is there more well yeah yeah i guess with like a relationship part it's it's a little different because volatile environment to begin with i think you more expect to be rejected in a friendship than you are in a or sorry more in a relationship than you are to be in a friendship so <clears throat> I think there's definitely harder feelings with knowing that you're just someone that you don't want to knowing that you are someone who someone else considers to not be worth your time and someone that you just don't see romantic compatibility with. Definitely two different statements and the ones that I've been rejected as a friend at some point have definitely hurt the most comparably so it's definitely rough but i don't i don't necessarily know how to interpret those feelings anymore because at some point i just said well at least with the the one from middle school high school i've said you know I've, that was a whole situation that i dealt with like years after and i don't really have to return to that idea but it is a reoccurring process per se and the ghosting aspect of it um and it's hard to demand It's hard to, to demand compliance from someone else in terms of, or I guess communication from someone else when there's no obvious obligation for them to do that other than like moral obligation. And it's, wow. You know what? I didn't actually think about that. Imagine someone being with someone else who doesn't have the moral obligation to respond back to you. That is such a, ugh. Wow. That's essentially what's happening when you're when you're ghosted. There's definitely people who I've met who have given the benefit of the doubt in the case that they just don't have the communication capacity at the time to be able to respond back to me. And there is one person like that. <laughs> she knows who I'm talking about. Um, love you to death. And it hurts sometimes. But 
I do understand where you're coming from. Um, she'll she'll know who I'm talking about, <laughs> or she'll know that I'm talking about her. So, but yeah, I it's hard to interpret if that's like the right person to be with, because there's so many different dimensions at which you need to consider, and the positive times that I've enjoyed with the other person is that enough of a memory to to think positively about someone else or do you do you think about the now and the new behaviors of today to make the realization that the ghosting effect is something you should internalize in your relationship with this other person so anyways that's going to conclude at least my background, my story perspectives. I actually went ahead and took a look at an article that describes on being with the right people. They, uh, it says, or rather the actual article title is five ways to meet the right people. Um, and I don't know why I searched this up. This just seemed like something I could add on to the review, but I will admit I did learn something about it. Um, and I think I have my own opinions about the different points that were made in here. So the first point of this article, which, you know what, before I even do that, I should list it properly. So it's written by Mark Chernoff. Um, I have the article listed within the outline today. So you'll be able to click on it within the markdown file and then read it for yourself as well. Because I, I definitely might misrepresent it because I didn't I didn't particularly read all of it, but I did read like parts of it. Um, the first way to meet the right person or re meet the right people is learn to enjoy your own company. And I think that's fairly strange to list off as one of the first ways to do it. Um, I think it's the way that the way that Mark describes this is like a moment to self-reflect on the situation, the, the network situation that you're a part of. And so being able to take take a step back and then realize the different dimensions at which you need to get source or that you need to like find sources for um, in terms of how your network should operate with you and how you should operate with your network. That's kind of what this first step is supposed to be. The second step is getting in touch. And so <clears throat> this one actually takes a look at reevaluating perhaps your past relationships, past friendships with other people to then make decisions on or rather like just being able to to connect with people you may have once had some connection with to begin with i think reaching back out to those people can be resourceful <clears throat> so step three is be generous and help others I'm actually taking the time to read this one, though. So excuse my pausing for the moment. 
Interesting. So I think this is a presentation point in the sense that you need to outwardly expose your ability to help other people in order to grow your network. Ah, showing that you have genuine interest in other people is what this is supposed to be. I wonder why Mark thinks this is a good avenue for meeting the right people, though. Because you could attract a leech if you're just proposing yourself as someone who can be a active support member so i'm wondering why he decided to throw that out there way number four join an active community of like-minded people um and i even put like the bullet pointed list from the article into the <clears throat> into the outline for today first one is like finding people who are like-minded on personal development, um, spirituality, blogging, software development, graphic design, acoustic guitar, meditation, yoga, cooking, etc. Father walked in again to give me some chicken. Nice. Um, yeah, so I think, well, okay. Finding other people who have like-minded interests, I think is a, almost a no-brainer. So, but definitely something that should be included because the commonality is going to improve how you meet the right people, I guess. People who make you feel included. Reach out to leaders and mentors. That's number five. You know, this the actual antidote that comes along with this wave five is somewhat inspiring because I think it describes a situation where Mark was in where he needed to or where I think he was around like minded people, but these were people who were like leaders or uh, mentors and people that you might be a little more intimidated to reach out to. <clears throat> and I think the the moral of the story here um, through the antidote is that you can reach out to everyone because they're all just humans too. And regardless of like their status or position in comparison to who you were at the event or who you are in terms of the company or who you are like <laughs> to anyone. It's like we're all humans and you got to remember that connections can start anywhere and with anyone regardless of who like what status they hold at these institutions and that's something that i should probably remind myself every once in a while you can continue to like reach up to people of higher power usually it's, it's all you're doing is just making the invitation to to have a chat so that's pretty much that's all you're doing so i think that might be a great way to be able to extend your network um to get you more opportunities that might improve your life than 
you might know. So definitely an inspiring last way to to meet the right people. Okay. All right. I think we'll call that done for today. But yeah, I just wanted to to throw my my recent thoughts about these different situations out there. And then I guess the reviewing the last tips was kind of helpful for me. So I'm glad I did that. Um, anyways, thank you guys for listening. I'll make sure to have the job, um, the job check in outlined in a little bit. So I'll see you guys next time. Thank you.